Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us. A pleasure to have you with us today. And my next guest has been with us before. It's always a pleasure when guests return and we can talk more in depth with them. He is Mike Aguilera of Aguilera and Associates in San Jose. And Mike is a speaker with Vistage International uh, and also, of course, the president of his company, Aguilera and Associates. And uh, they are an international training and coaching company that specializes in rapport and communication skills. Um, to help you get more yeses. We all want more yeses in life. We're going to talk about how to connect with anyone in 90 seconds or less. So, Mike, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us again. My pleasure to be back. Thank you, Bill. A real pleasure. Uh, the last time we we had a lot of great comments, uh, you know, and people are always wondering about this. Is there, I don't know, some people are a little awkward getting out there, networking, talking with other people, and building that rapport so that they can get more yeses. Um, tell us how you got started with uh, what your concept was for starting Aguilera and Associates and, and how you help people. Okay. Yes, great. Uh, I've been doing training and coaching internationally for about 14 years now, and I have a book titled Connect With Anyone in 90 Seconds or Less. And back when I was in the high-tech field, before I started my company, I was in doing sales and marketing nationally for component manufacturer towards the end, as from one company to another layoff to another company. And I was always searching for personal development products and training and material. And through Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins, a well-known motivational mm-hmm. speaker, uh, his first book, he, he had some information about NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming. And I just became fascinated with that, and I started doing more re- research on NLP. And uh, for those that don't know, N stands for neuron, as in the mind, your thoughts. L stands for linguistics, both your words and your body language. And P stands for programs, are the programs that we all have uniquely to make decisions, to process information. And it's a, a form of communication that's modeled after therapists that were creating amazing change in people, helping them overcome phobias, bad habits, create breakthroughs, and empowering them. And there's also elements of NLP on how the therapists were talking to the clients, because there's therapy-type sessions, but it's also how they were communicating to the clients to help them take change to get more yeses out of them, uh, the words, their body motion, the, the meaning behind the words. And so for me, uh, it was I, I just became fascinated with it, and I, I went through the formality of being certified as a trainer, as a practitioner, then a master uh, practitioner in NLP, and then a trainer. And it transformed my life. Uh, back when I was in the high-tech field, and even when I was young, I, I was labeled as shy. And so I had that awkward feeling of going to networking events as well, and I also had the fear of public speaking. And so it was sometimes I was okay, other times I was a bundle of nerves. And then I was getting into more positions of leadership, managing people and teams, and more into the sales aspect. And I didn't really consider myself as a salesperson. So NLP gave me some tools to really understand myself, but more importantly, understand other people and how they process information, how to communicate to them, how to connect with them and create that rapport so they open up and hear your message. And then ultimately some communication techniques on how to get more yeses and, and confidence building. And so it transformed my life, and I started helping other people, and it was creating amazing change and transforming their lives. And eventually I just broke away from the high-tech field and just started my company. I've been 
doing this internationally for, again, about 14 years now. So that's my journey. That's my story. That's great. No, it's a great story. And it's uh, very interesting when when people personalize their story like that and tell you, you know, I, I needed this and I found it and now I'm helping people with it. And again, the whole benefit of the neuro-linguistic programming is that it involves your mind, your words, and programming that we're both we're used to and that people we might be talking to are used to and how you can break through those barriers. It's very, very interesting information. And who benefits from, uh, you have a system of training, who benefits from that or who would benefit from that most? Uh, the, when you say system of training, uh, uh, meaning as in companies or individuals? Both. Well, I guess I guess both. I guess I'm just wondering, you know, who who benefits um, when you talk to people? Uh, are there certain people that would have a breakthrough or benefit most from learning about your uh, the the training that you provide? Okay, yeah, I, I guess some of the ideal situations would be if somebody um, it is either not good with creating rapport and they don't know what they're doing wrong or not connecting with people and feeling they're not maybe getting the career advancements or, or promotions that they, they, they desire and deserve. And so there's tools within LP on how to, one, empower themselves, but also how to really understand other people so they're communicating as a leader and being recognized as a leader. And then the other element or the other, I guess, group of people would be those that are okay connecting with people. However, they're having a challenge of how to influence them to say yes or to create change. If it's a leader trying to motivate somebody, a, a coworker, or uh, someone else that they need to motivate and inspire or have them take action. So what can they do so that they don't come across as being bossy, aggressive, or misunderstood? And, and so one is kind of more for personal development. The other is more for leadership and, uh, and training. So companies will bring me in to do because uh, in the Bay Area, I live in Silicon Valley, and so some of the companies mm -hmm. that I presented out here would be Intel, uh, IBM, Cisco. Cisco I just recently did, and actually it was uh, televised or not? It was uh, broadcast to about 20,000 people uh, globally through Cisco. So they brought me in to do a, a presentation, a workshop on on, on uh, communication skills, and in essence for a global workforce, and and it's based on my book, uh, which has four elements, and so. Part one is the mindset. Part two would be the contact, the first impression. Part three is during a conversation, how to understand people and start to connect with them and maintain that rapport. And then part four is a follow-up. If there's a follow-up meeting, what you can do to maintain or regain the rapport. So in company-wise, it would be to avoid conflicts, to have people really connect with each other, to get the best out of each other, and to have that company or department thrive. Uh, and so the same thing applies to someone personally if they're having challenges uh, Connecting with people, I've, I've, I also do executive coaching. I've, uh, I've coached executives on giving their presentations. I've coached other people on overcoming the fear of public speaking and doing well and, and being more persuasive in their presentations. And I've coached people in regards to leadership. And so I do individual coaching, also uh, group companies and uh, large organizations and conventions. So, yes, it's either personal development or professional development. Yeah, so it's yeah, it seems like uh, everybody could benefit from learning about this and how to because everybody communicates with someone. Um, but on on the other hand, leaders and and people that might be in a sales position or in a communications position within the company would especially learn from it. Uh, 
one thought I had was, well, I guess if everybody learned from it, then maybe it wouldn't work on ev on everybody because they'd know what's going on. But it's really not anything that's going on except except really tuning in. It sounds like to your um, to the person that you're talking with. So tell us a little bit about the process. How do you build rapport with someone in 90 seconds? What are some of the the building blocks of that? Okay, sure. Um... As, as I just briefly covered uh, in my book, in my program, I have four elements. The main thing, yes. the first part, is your mindset. And so your thoughts will create energy within you, and it actually will project either confidence or, or not. And so one key element I tell people and coach people is uh, when you're going to meet somebody, either someone you know, maybe it's going to be a meeting with a, a coworker and you're concerned that it's going to be a conflict, or maybe uh, the manager has called someone in and they're concerned they did something wrong, or they're going to have a meeting with a coworker that they need to make sure is going to go well, or it's just maybe networking, just meeting people at parties or social events. And so the mindset that you have will impact your words and your body motion at a micro level, uh, micro expressions, subtleties. So what I suggest initially people do is assume rapport. Assume you're going to like the people or person you're going to meet. Also assume the meeting's going to go well. Assume things are going to go well. Because if you assume rapport, you assume you're going to like that person, you will then project warmth. You'll be thinking about them in a different way. Most people are, when they meet someone or at an event, they're kind of pre-consumed with themselves. Am I okay? Am I doing the right thing? Do I look awkward? And is anyone going to talk to me? So they're thinking about all these negative things, which will impact them, and, the, and they're not going to be able to move flowing through the audience or the group uh, with, mm -hmm. uh, with poise and confidence. So just one key element is just what I say, go first, assume rapport, assume you're going to like that person, and also assume they're going to be okay with you. And, and that'll help uh, impact how you approach somebody. There's uh, an old saying, uh, the, the self-fulfilling prophecy. If you assume mm -hmm. you're not going to like somebody, <laughs> you're not going to like yep. them. You're going to look for elements about that person that you're gonna, not going to like, and they're going to sense that. So... Uh, okay. Coach people as, as if you, and you, you see people that are great at networking events. They're walking around shaking hands and meeting people as if they want to know them and, uh, and they're going to like them. So uh, same thing with meetings. If, uh, if you're going to go into a meeting with a, a boss or coworker, just assume the meeting's going to go well. It's, it's also your expectations. Your expectations will impact your reality. Okay, so, so let me stop. Let me stop you right there. So if you're naturally an introvert and you just hate these things and you're dreading it, you're saying fake it anyways. Just put put on the air of of that, you know, get positive, uh, put on the air of uh, a positive outcome and assume rapport and assume it's going to be okay. Get yourself into that mindset is what you're saying. No matter what it Correct. takes. And, and, also, and also even for myself, I was labeled as shy. And so I was kind of, you can say, uh, categorized as an introvert. So I would go to events. I would force myself. I'd have to go to certain events, either conferences or business events. And and so in NLP, there's a term called reframing. There's if you change the frame of a picture from hard, dark wood to light wood, the picture colors look differently. And if you change the frame or label of an experience, the experience seems to be different. And so for me, when I'm I told myself, and also other clients that are introverts or shy, I say change that label of shy because most people have a negative connotation to that. Uh, replace it with a, a phrase or saying that you're not shy, you're, you're caring and sensitive. And so when you go to a networking event, think about that. You're a caring, sensitive person, so go out and make other people feel good. If you see someone that looks 
like they're not having a good time, approach them. So it's, uh, it, and it's yes, part of it is forcing yourself to get in a situation. The other is starting to think about yourself in a different way so it becomes natural. So if a person has been labeled as shy or introvert, just shift that label and replace it with a more empowering label of I'm a caring, sensitive person, which in many cases that's what it is. People that are shy don't want to interrupt. They don't want to interfere. So they're very caring and sensitive. So just take that's, that that's... positive strength. Pardon me? That's a very helpful tip. I think a lot of listeners will get a lot out of that just right there is, is, is reframing yourself as from shy to you're caring and sensitive, not brash or, you know, over the top or whatever, just caring and sensitive. Uh, great tip. Okay. So let's move on to number two, the, the first impression. First impressions or yeah, contact. And so uh, when you approach somebody, uh, the way you approach them and first impressions, you may have heard the statistic can happen when, within seven seconds or less. And so there are patterns that you're generating, meaning kind of like signals of information that a person picks up by the way you walk, your smile, what, what your, your clothing, uh, just as you approach them and as you talk to them within seconds. And so uh, one way to create and, and create rapport, but also rapport happens in gradients. Uh, first, someone has to feel comfortable around you or kind of like safe around you. And so one way to create that safety or that comfort level is when you approach somebody, and it's hard to do over, over, the, uh, over the, mm-hmm. the phone right now, however, yeah, just yeah. imagine when you approach somebody, uh, have your hands open and say welcome or hello and have them open as if you're going to hug them. Without, you don't have to open them really wide, just uh, right in front of your hips, just about with your palms open, face, with your palms facing up, just as if, you know, welcome. And then put your, you can put your hands back down, or hello, and then put your hands back together. Uh, the reason that will create a sense of instant connection or trust or rapport, starts the rapport process, one is you're, you start to take up more space. And when you take up more space, you present confidence. You're, you're projecting it already by not minimizing yourself and hiding, but you're actually being a sense, creating a sense of confidence. And that actually impacts a person. It creates more testosterone when you take up more space. So do that welcome or hello and then the other element of that is it shows that you're opening yourself up you're being vulnerable you don't have anything to hide you're you're safe and you feel comfortable around them and the most important thing about this technique in regards to body language and body motion is it shows that you don't have any weapons in your hands <laughs> right sounds right. funny however uh, it's within our dna we scan the body instantly we go from the eyes face down to the hands and if a person approaches you and they have their hands behind their back or maybe the hands in their pocket, it's just a certain sense of energy of, uh, of uh, re- not resistance, but kind of adrenaline, like, oh, okay, what's this person up to? But if they can see your palms, you feel better. You're projecting confidence and being poised. But more importantly, they can see that they can trust you. You don't have a weapon in your hands. And it, it's not as if we're, we're scanning for weapons. It's just uh, within our DNA. We just look for them. Yep. That's another yep. pattern or signal of of creating that trust and rapport around people. So that's just one technique in regards to uh, creating instant rapport and having people open up to you when you approach them and meet them for the first time. Great, great idea. Okay, what what's next? Uh, well, I can either cover another on contact or we go into the conversation when you're talking to somebody. Um, and so we'll, we'll touch on the, on the conversation because okay. as you, when you meet someone for the first time, there are other elements to creating the rapport of, of how you hand things to them, how you move around them, how you, where, how you shake your hand, shake their hands. Approaching them is, is, is very powerful. So approach them in, 
or greet them in this way, and that'll help instantly make you feel better and other people feel better and maintain and start to, again, gradually improve the rapport. Next is when you're having the conversation with somebody. This is part three. And when you're having a conversation with somebody, um, in NLP, there's a term called matching and mirroring, kind of reflecting back a person's gestures, emotions. An easy way to match and mirror, what happens when you match and mirror reflect back a person's emotions and gestures, it's called what's called a tribal effect. It means like you seem to be part of my tribe. There's something familiar about you. And, and many people have a challenge reflecting back maybe a gesture a person's doing or emotions. So the easiest thing that I suggest you do is if a person you're communicating with and having a conversation with, uh, reflect back the amount of energy they're using. Meaning if they're moving slow, you slow down your gestures. If they're moving around quickly, then just speed up your gestures, just maybe in a brief brisk of you know, quick move motions. So you don't have to mm-hmm. do exactly what they're doing. You can just still match their energy, and that will help during the conversation for them to, again, feel a sense that you're like me. And it also creates a resonance, kind of like a harmony. You're in rhythm with each other. And you'll start to pay attention to people more uh, in a different way. You're, you're, you're watching them, and they get a sense that you're really taking them in and, and acknowledging them, which also helps with the rapport. And so during the conversation, a lot can happen. You can start to discover if a person is very visual, auditory, kinesthetic. Those are NLP terms, and I'll touch on that in a moment. Or if a person is motivated to go towards something or to avoid things, or if they need procedures when they make decisions, or just the bottom line. So uh, briefly, visual people, when you're talking to somebody, will tend to use their hands to make pictures. They will move their hands around and say, oh, yes, ask them for directions. They'll almost visually have a map in front of them, and they'll use their hand as if it's a car, and they'll start to have the car turn left here, the Starbucks there, turn left there. And so you now sense, okay, this person processes information uh, primarily, it is very, um, I guess, influenced by visual images. And so Mm -hmm. you can pick that up in a gesture. They'll also use visual words. I see what you're talking about. That looks good Mm -hmm. to me. I picture that. And so when you present a solution or you want to motivate them or have them take action or get more yeses, then start to add some visual terms or words or images so they can process that information and say, yes, that makes sense to me. And, and it's, as if, it's not as if they're going to not understand you if you use other words. It's just this creates a quick understanding and connection. And so this is one technique that will help you during the conversation to really connect with somebody and then present your solution or idea so that they understand it and get a sense that, boy, this person really understands me. It's talking, kind of like talking my language. Mm-hmm. The other category is auditory. An auditory person's gestures would be almost like a music conductor. They kind of move their hips or their body and they move their arms back and forth like they're in rhythm and they're making a, a kind of creating a rhythm with their voice and their, their motions. So you can pick that up by seeing them across the room and talking to somebody and you go, okay, this person's probably auditory or visual. And they'll use more of... The auditory, they're, they're more sensitive to sounds and they process information as they talk to themselves and the sounds that they hear. And they'll use words like, this sounds good to me. I hear what you're talking about. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. And so you use those words back to them. How does this sound to you? Can you, can you, yep. a real estate agent, can you hear the, the, imagine the sounds of your kids playing in the kitchen or in the backyard? Words like that will, will impact people to get a sense of understanding. And then the last one, uh, in this category would be kinesthetic, which is more more on sensations and feelings. And a kinesthetic person's gestures would be more how they rubbing their hands or maybe rubbing their face or their arms, kind of getting the sense of what you're talking about and kind of feeling internally. And they will tend to talk very slow, a kinesthetic person. So uh, even the voice patterns will be different. 
and you, they would be sensitive to words or more open to understanding things if you use words like, how does this feel to you? Do you get a good warm feeling about this? Isn't this a solid idea? And, and so those are just ways during the conversation how you can start to understand people and then present your solution or ideas in a way that they understand and can then get a sense of, uh, of, of connection with you. And, again, there's other elements of during the conversation. Those are just some key things that, that can help people tremendously just to understand, okay, that's why they weren't taking action. That's why they were kind of being confused. Or that's why they kept on saying, let me think about it. I was always presenting things in a certain way, but I need to be more flexible and, and, and in essence, search to understand instead of just to try to, to uh, re- present. And so uh, that's just some key points on the on the conversation. Does that help? Does that make sense? It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, and it really makes a lot of sense. And, you know, like you said, if people are, you don't seem to be resonating, maybe it's because you haven't been speaking their language or, or and, and it's it sounds like with some study and some work, that you can just about size up just about anybody and get in into uh, congruence with them so that you have more uh, influence and you also have a better relationship. You've built that rapport. And I know there's another step, but unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about the follow-up unless it's very brief. Is there a, a brief tip you can give us about follow-up? Sure. Uh, I'll, briefly, in regards to the power of language and, and reframing, replace the word meeting and instead of using the word meeting, use the word conversation. So when you meet with somebody, instead of saying, I'd like to sit down with you and have a meeting about how I can help you, replace it and say, I'd like to sit down with you and have a conversation, uh, how we can work together or how we can help you. The word conversation implies it's going to be interactive. A meeting tends to be sterile. It's going to be formal. It's going to be a sales pitch. And so that will help increase the odds of someone meeting with you. <laughs> Tell them, I'd like to have a conversation. And uh, meetings people tend to schedule. Conversations are more uh, uh, impulsive. So quick tip on follow-up to help improve the odds of someone meeting with you or having a conversation with you on a follow-up. Mike Aguilera. Of Agu- Agu- very quick. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Mike Aguilera of Aguilarian Associates. And again, he has a book, Connect With Anyone in 90 Seconds or Less, available on Amazon. And you're going to want to read that. You might want to get one and and give it to someone. Get get five of them and give them to five people. They'll, you know, that might be a way for you to help connect with people right there. But obviously, uh, a very important topic that everyone needs to know about. How much better could could you do in your communication skills if you succinctly understood how to connect with someone in ninety seconds or less? Uh, Mike, again, it's a pleasure to have you back. You're welcome back anytime and. Uh, I love uh, the way you so clearly spell these things out for our listeners. And uh, if you're a Vistage chairperson or a maybe even you're listening and you're a Vistage member, tell your chairperson you'd like to have Mike Aguilera come to the show or come to your meeting. And you can reach him at www.mikeaguilera.com and find out more information. So, Mike, thanks again for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Yep. It's been my pleasure as well. And if anyone has any questions, just email me, and I'll be glad to kind of explain if, there was, what, if you need some explanation or some other help. And I appreciate the, the opportunity to share this information with your listeners. Thank you, Bill. Fascinating stuff. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, so please stay with us. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, 
Which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 